Are you ready? Oh, I know you see me standing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Sparkcast Media episode nine. <laughs> I, threw, uh, I threw you a curveball. You threw me a curveball there. Uh, I'm Austin Bradley. Joined as always by my co-host Brian Sparkman. You call me Sparky? No. Call me whatever you want. Daddy gets what daddy wants. I'm gonna call you a bitch. Please don't. Respect, respect me as your co- as your co-host. Respect me. All right, I'll respect you. Thank You're you. Right. You're right. Thank you. You know what I do respect though? That you keep coming back every week. Keep coming back for more. Yeah, you know, I told you yesterday I probably wasn't gonna show my face here today. Yeah, because if you listened last week and you heard all the the trash that was being talked about fantasy football, you were talking the most trash. If you heard all the disrespectful things coming out of his mouth, I. I really was not being disrespectful. There was a level of disrespect in what you were saying. I was actually being cautious about what but I was guess what? saying. Do you want to tell them what happened to fantasy football? You you kicked my ass. I kicked that ass. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. There was a chance I had like Monday night and then we're going to get to that. There was never a chance. No, there was there was a chance. There was never a chance. There was a chance I had Monday night, but nope. we will get to that later during the podcast. Because that's something I would want to talk about later. All right. We'll save that later. But do you want to tell them what happened in our predictions battle this week for week five? Oh, my God. I was, dude, I was, I was about to cry. Um, so I, my uh, Sunday night when uh, the game ended, the Niners and Cowboys game ended, I was excited because I was like, I was like counting everything up. I'm like, yo, I have, I have, I have eight wins, you know, Raiders, if the Raiders win or whatever. So I didn't say anything to him yet. And then, like, after the game Monday, I was like, oh, let's go. I have nine wins. I was like, there's no way possible he has more than nine wins because I was thinking about it. And then I called him, and he's going to be embarrassed when I say this. He was on the shitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was, dude. He was, he was on the shitter. I already and, took care of business. I was taking care of some more. Yes, yes. And I... um. And I was like, I was telling him how jacked I was. I was like, I have nine wins. I have, I like, like, I was like, I was, I was like, dude, I have to win this one or, you know, it's a wash. And then he was like, he was like, after I'm done, I'll count mine. He texted me probably like 15, like 10, 15 minutes later. I have 10. I literally almost threw my phone. I was, I was mad. I was like, I was, there's no freaking way he has one more than me. The, like I'm not gonna say this is gonna be the most impressive uh, week I've done in, uh, in predictions. It is the most impressive you've done though so far. Yeah, exactly. So far, but and I knew the whole time I beat you, dude. I just didn't know how to how to tell you, so I just texted you. I got ten. You know, you know what you replied? Eat a dick. The fucking Jags in London. Yeah, I replied that, and then I said eat a dick. Well, yeah, that too. That was on Instagram though. After you. You know, you had the wrong number when you put that I was up 3-0 and it really was 4-0. So I corrected you on my Instagram story. And then you reposted that and said, eat a dick. Yep, I did. So now I'm up 4-0 on predictions for our NFL. And, uh, I mean, it was close. You, you actually made it a, like a a close a close week for the first time throughout this whole thing. 
because if we want to recap, uh, we didn't Is do anything this? week one. We didn't do anything week one. We came back week two. I had twelve and four. You had eight and eight. Wasn't really close. Week three, I had fourteen and two. You had eight and eight. Wasn't really close. <laughs> week four, I had twelve and four. You had nine and seven. Wasn't really close. And now week five, ten and four to nine and five. That was the closest one we had. I have a question. Yeah. So you brought up fantasy right away. Yeah, I did. And then you brought up predictions right away. And yeah. you usually don't do this towards like, you know, the segments or, you know, until we actually talk about it. Mm-hmm. And like earlier I was asking you, oh, what's the orders we're doing this? What's the orders we're doing this? Is this why you weren't telling me the orders? No, I'm not going to lie. It's down further. But I just wanted to say at the beginning. After you pulled that curveball on me, I pulled, I wanted to pull a curveball on you. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. So, last week, um, I just beat him, not just in the predictions, as always, but in fantasy football. And now, we have to wait till what, week 15 to play each other again in fantasy football? Yeah. And I'm going to beat you again then, too. I'm and dope. you're going to have to wait the whole year to try and get one back. No. Yeah. I'm going to beat you in week 15. Dude, the confidence pouring out of this man is unbelievable. Well, I need I need to shut this down. This is unbelievable. Would you not be confident in the same position? I mean, it would probably I'll, be, be, I'll, be, I'll be confident, humbled, but no, yes. You would not be humble. Come on it's now. Week, it's week 14. Last week is of uh, fantasy. Week 14. Okay. Yes. So if it, if it comes down to it and how we are right now, it's going to come down to it because we're the both same record, three and two. Yeah, right now, like you said earlier, you have a better. Uh, they have you predicted a better percentage to go to the playoffs at uh, fifty six uh-huh. at third because well, we're all there's three of us tied for third right now um, at three and two, and they have you at a better percentage, and then they have me and the next guy at forty five percent. So how it pans out right now, I mean, yeah, they have you ranked at third, but if we're at the same record going into week fourteen, you know. Don't matter. I'm gonna beat you either way. I'm it's, getting hot right now. I'm getting hot. I I I I just had my 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 second loss since week one, so I'm I'm not really like down on myself. Yeah, like honestly, like I'm not down on myself, but it sucks because as my team stands, I have Justin Jefferson and he's gonna be out for a couple weeks, and we will get into that. And you also have Joe Burrow on your team. Joe Burrow is picking it up. Is it sustainable though? Uh, I feel like it's going to be sustainable. I mean, it was it was against Arizona. Look, but I feel like they needed that game. I'm, I'm just saying, my team is looking good. Yes, no, it, your team is looking great. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, especially this week with Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Debo Samuel, Aaron, Aaron Jones went healthy. Stephon Diggs, the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yes. I have Sam Laporta as my tight end. Yeah. My defense is the Buffalo Bills defense. It could be better. No, it could not. Yeah, it could. The Buffalo Bills defense is literally the number one defense you want. No. What what defense would you want more? Niners. Okay, okay, yeah. I'll give you that, Niners. But Niners and then Bills. Wait, 
Let's, let's look at this real quick because I want to see. I already know the Bills are ranked as one of the top defenses. Oh my gosh, that's actually insane. You know who's number one fantasy defense in uh in uh ah? Do you know what the number one fantasy defense is? It's probably the Cowboys. It is still, but I would not have I would not have them over the no because I mean they have the two. Bills. Yeah, but that's still surprising because I mean, ah, they well, they, they destroyed the three teams that they beat, so. New England was one of them, though, and the Giants. Jets and the Giants. I mean, okay, like we're, I know we're going to dive into the Cowboys for us, like to like you know, uh, later in the podcast. But let's let's talk about the rest of the season schedule. I'm throw you a curveball on this because we're throwing curves. They have the Chargers. They have the bye, Philly, Giants, and Carolina. That's their next one, two, three, four, five matchups. Yeah. They're gonna have to pull it together. Extremely, you going against our Chargers, which we will talk about later. And I don't see, I don't see Dak performing. The Rams, they have this established offense, especially their two wideouts now uh, with Cup, because Cup had actually a real good game coming back, uh, his first game back, and Puka Nakua doing the things he's done. That's gonna be interesting to watch. With uh, with their defense, especially being uh, Trayvon Trayvon Diggs being out, Philly, do we have to talk about Philly? Philly is not that great. The Philly like Philly's not that great, but their offensive line is great. Yeah, but the teams that they've beaten, I'm not convinced that they are going back to the Super Bowl. If I'm being honest, I mean, it, it convinced because they they just they went to overtime with the Commanders, mm-hmm. and then the Commanders got. Stomped by the Bears. Yes, which it, I mean, it, they got stomped when you look at the score sheet, but when you look at the game, the Bears almost allowed them to come back again. Or when I say again, because of last week with the Broncos. Yeah, but I don't. They didn't almost allow them. The Commanders scored because it was a like blow, like a shutout, and they scored. They didn't almost allow them to come back. At one point, they did come back to like almost a touchdown, or they did come back to a touchdown, and then, uh, then the Bears spread it to forty to twenty. Or Justin 21. Fields MVP. That's that's a bold take. Justin Fields MVP season upcoming. 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 And then the Giants wash. That's they, they if they smoked them the first time like that, you expect the second time, and then Carolina. Yeah, the Giants could beat them. If they pull it together, yeah, I mean they got if Saquon comes back, Danny Jones or Daniel Jones, but he's hurt right now. Yeah, I mean, oh, look, Danny Dimes, he's not doing nothing. All right, but Saquon comes back, he does. He doesn't turn the ball over. Daniel Dimes doesn't turn the ball over. You know, gets it in the hands of Darren Waller, Wondell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt. They're playmakers. The defense plays better. They could honestly upset the Cowboys. The Panthers, they they're another team that I think could upset the Cowboys. And I mean, if the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, they can yeah. lose anybody. And like, and that, that's their last, uh, the, like the five in the next five games. That's their last matchup with the Carolina Panthers. And five more weeks for Bryce Young to get under his belt. Yeah, and there are are they the, the only like winless team right now? Um, I don't know because I know there's only one team that does not have a win. 
Well, it might be the Panthers then. Didn't the Panthers not win any? I don't think the Panthers have won a game yet. All right, pull up the standings. I'm I, like I'm trying to right now, but I if I refer call through our predictions and stuff like that, I don't think they won that game. All right, I got the standings pulled up. Yes, sir. Um, that's the AFC. We're gonna take a look at the NFC. Panthers are on five. You're correct. Every other team has won at least one game. So the Bears, Cardinals, Giants, Vikings are all at one and four in the NFC. The Patriots, Broncos are one and four in the AFC. So yeah, Panthers in the mud. And the sad part is, are like, are they available to get the number one pick? They traded their pick to the Bears. So the Bears are getting the number one. Yeah, I mean, more like like when everyone's getting excited for Caleb Williams, Justin Fields is playing the past two games really good. Yep. What if he finishes seasons out? Like the season's out really good. Do you look at a, a person like Caleb Williams still, or do you stick with Justin Fields and get a different system, or stay with you know? Well, this is what's going to happen if the if the Bears because they're not they're not going to make the playoffs this year unless they completely turn it around. I don't think they're making the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs again this year and probably are sitting around three, four, five wins again, coaching staff gone, GM gone, new coaching staff, new GM, number one overall pick, either theirs or Carolina's, You and Caleb Williams, generational quarterback prospect. People are saying he'd be drafted before Trevor Lawrence. He'd be drafted before Andrew Luck. He'd be drafted before all these great quarterback prospects. So, you have to look at him. Justin Fields will be going into his final year of his rookie deal. They would trade Justin Fields to another team, bring in Caleb Williams, and use their other second-round pick for, you know, maybe a wide receiver, uh, like offensive lineman, and really anything, because the Bears need basically everything. Yes, they do. So, if that happens where they end up with the number one pick, Justin Fields is, is going to be traded. Like I said last last week, I think the Falcons. Yeah, no, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff online about the Falcons, like being a possible uh, landing spot for Justin Fields. That's because I know ball. Okay. <laughs> so before we get deep into uh, NFL talk, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta transition. Go a little bit out of the way first for the NBA, the National Basketball Association. The regular season starts on October 24th. It's currently October 11th today as we are recording. And the preseason has kicked off. Haven't really been following too much. Saw Dylan Brooks got ejected. Yes. We'll, we'll skip past that. Well, uh, he got ejected because he uh, he gave a cheap shot off a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dylan Brooks is mid. Well, let's get past that. The one thing that I, I do want to talk about, Wemby on Chet. Dunking over him, flexing on him. That's why Victor Wembanyama is the GOAT In a young Chet, prospect. Chet has something to say after that. Chet is a pussy. <laughs> he, uh, he, he went on X and... Uh, in a quote retweeted that uh, dunk highlight that Wimby had he said the headbutt is unstoppable move for show and then he put the laughing crying emojis and then the handshake emoji 
What you need to do is he needs to get off the fucking internet, go to a gym and shoot the basketball. He knows how to shoot. I know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm just choosing sides. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking like, Victor Wembanyama's side. He, like, he used to ask me earlier, he's like, he's like, you gotta choose a side. I was like, I guess I'll choose Wemby, but I love them both. Yeah. I'm now I'm I'm choosing Wemby and I say fuck Chet, fuck him forever. Do you um? I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, you said you said it doesn't even matter, but I I guess I'll establish this for like you know just in case that this specific viewer is listening. Um, with everything that's happening in the NBA, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? That's how. Yes, I I agree. I I there's no like like it's a f- stupid like it's not gonna affect his freaking legacy. It's he's the number one scorer in the fucking NBA history. Like, let's just move on. Yes, let's just I agree. Move on. I just wanted to say that because if he's listening, feel stupid. Yeah, you are an idiot. I don't know who said it, or do I? You do. All right, I do. He's a chef. Oh yeah, was not cooking with that question. Nope, was not cooking with that one. Um, NBA bull takes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give a little bit of my insight, but this is mainly for you. <clears throat> now I'll give you a bold take. I already said it. I'm gonna say it again. The Suns aren't making it past the second round of the playoffs. All right, that's one of my bold takes, but we'll get to that. Take that one to the bank. All right, someone says Dame wins MVP. No. Straight up, no. Don't know ball. Don't know ball. He don't. Nick's going to the Easter Conference Finals. I could see that happening. I could see that too. Yep. It's bold, but I can see that. I can see them beating the Miami Heat. Shoot. Uh, Jordan Poole drops 50 and is returned to Golden State. Um, I would say don't know ball unless there's baddies in the arena. I say 30 minimum. Baddies, 50. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's, there's no way he's dropping 50 unless there's some baddies in there. But I say, I say, in his return, he's dropping at least 30. What if he drops 30 minutes, zero points? That'd be legendary. <laughs> 30, 30 minutes with the baddies. He is now. <laughs> look, he's a. He will be happy to just show up if there's baddies, bro. Here's the next take: The Orlando Magic makes makes the playoffs and wins the first round. No. I can see that. Don't know ball. The Blazers the Blazers will make the playoffs. And then the next comment underneath it, yup, they are going to be better than what people think. I think they will be better than what people are, are expecting. But I don't think they'll be a playoff team. I think at best they'll be a play-in team. Although the West is stacked. Yes, the West is heavily stacked. Darren Fox leads the Kings to the first seed and wins most valuable player. I could see that happening. That will be freaking ridiculous. And you know what? See, they probably I would love it for the league. I would love it. They probably wouldn't give MVP to De'Aaron Fox, but I could see him having an incredible season and leading them to the first seed. Oh yes, they're phenomenal. Like I, I love the Kings. They're phenomenal. And then is it because you like Sack? No. Okay. Wait, what? Is he wait? Sac, Sacramento. Oh, 
I mean, yes, but I, I, I thought you said something else. I was like, Zach. I was like, huh? No, Sack. You oh. like Sack? I, I love Sacramento. Big Sack guy? Yes, big Sack guy. Okay. Big big Sack and San Francisco guy. Um, Next one, the the Suns lose in the first round. See, I my prediction is actually smarter because I'm saying they're not going to make it past the second round. Yes. Because if they are matched up against, like, the Pelicans in the first round. That's that's, that's lunch. A, that's a. That's lunch. That's done. They're getting out of here. Yep. So then they make it to the second round. Then they have to play, like, the Warriors or the Lakers or something. Then it's, it's a trouble. Yeah, it's going to be more of a road. Yeah. Um, the next te- take, and this is going to go against like what you just said a couple minutes ago. Shet wins Rookie of the Year and is Defensive Player of the Year runner-up. Don't up. know ball. Don't know ball at all. Oh, my god. Do gosh. not know ball. I think, I think Victor had, Wimbanyama is already the Rookie of the Year by default. You, you, you had a different answer, but since that highlight happened, you've been writing a team, and I, I guess I can respect that now. Look. Because there's going to be a rivalry between them two. Listen. Victor Wimbanyama is already default rookie of the year. Guaranteed, unless there's an injury that takes him out the season, he's already default rookie of the year just because how hyped up he was. There's no way anyone else wins it if he plays a certain amount of games you need to play to qualify. I, It's going to be tough because him and Shet both. And then you have to, like this... You can't really consider Shat in this rookie class, but I guess like since he didn't really play a game, he's considered a rookie. Like the rookies this year are actually pretty freaking crazy. All, 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 and consider like Scoot, Look, Shet, This is how it's gonna. Victor. This is the guy who's gonna finish for rookie of the year. Victor's gonna win. Brandon Miller's gonna be second. Scoot's gonna be three. Chet Holmgren in the mud. Chet, Chet Holmgren's gonna probably win rookie of the year. No, he's not. I feel like Shea's going to have a better start, especially being with the team he is around right now with Shea and Luke Dort and then like Dar- uh, Darius Baisley. And he has he has a way better chance of winning Rookie of the Year than uh, no, he doesn't. Victor does. No, he doesn't. Victor Wimbanyama is the only guy on the Spurs. They're just going to completely but, feed him. There's going to be all the fucking Victor Wimbanyama show. But how, but how Shea plays and how those guards in OKC play, they actually involve the bigs, and the bigs are actually a big part of the offense. I, he's he's going to get he's he's at least going to get at least 18 points a game. I'm not I'm, I'm not actually like I'm actually being serious on this. My, no my best friends uh, my my best friends a uh, OKC fan, so I've I've seen like all like OKC games. Sam there. Um, Shay Shay's a really big part of the offense, but he gets the bigs involved, and Lou Dort is is developing, but he's the same way. I Lou Dort, I feel like honestly, has the potential to be a, um the ceiling of like a of a Paul George if his offense gets better. I'll say this: if you think that Chet is going to win Rookie of the Year over Victor Wembanyama, and I do, and you're not a Thunder fan, I'm not. I'm a Heat fan. You don't know ball. And on the next note. Yeah, on the next note, I have some ESPN. No, I have one more take. Oh, my gosh. Dude, don't know ball. I already can tell. I can already tell. Oh, yeah, you should know this one because I already said it already. Boston will get a banner, 18. But the bold take is that JB will be the finals MVP. Yeah, that's not happening. Move on. 
Because it's Christopher Singus. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win, and Jason Tatum's gonna be Finals MVP. But now I'm gonna move on to what I've been having here on my uh, my phone for a minute. The ESPN released their predictions for the wins, and uh, here I have the top ten. So that uh, this is this is gonna be like the playoff teams, and then the play in teams as well. I'll start over in the East. At the 10 seed, they have the Indiana Pacers with the uh, projected 38.6 wins. Then the number 9 seed, the Nets with 40. The Raptors at 8 with 42.7. And the Miami Heat at 7 with 42.7. So if their predictions are correct, they have the Pacers, Nets, Raptors, and Heat as play-in teams. Then the top 6 seeds, so playoff teams. Number 6, they have the Atlanta Hawks with 43.8. Number five, they have the New York Knicks, 44.6. Four, they have the 76ers, 46.9. Then Bucks with 48.5. Cavs with 48.6. And then number one seed, Celtics with 54.3 projected wins. Thoughts? Agree? Disagree? I feel like Atlanta's going to be a playing team. Oh, okay. So you, I know who you're going to say, but who would you replace them with? The Heat. Yeah, exactly. The Heat are going to be the ninth seed. Yeah. And we'll move on to the West. Same thing. Clippers down here at number 10, but projected 40.3 wins. That's a high That's a high uh, 10 seed. Yeah. So, like I said, this, the West is stacked. The Mavericks are projected to be the ninth seed, 41.4 wins. Lakers are the eighth seed with 41.5. Kings, 43.1 at the seventh seed. So, the, the play-in tournament would look like Kings, Lakers, Mavericks, Clippers. Thoughts on that so far? I think the Kings are going to be up. They're higher in the in the, uh, the West. I don't think that they're going to be in the play-in. I disagree on that one. All right. Well, let's look at who's... I see the Lakers being more of a play-in team, but... Let's see who is... Uh, according to ESPN's uh, rankings predictions, who is in the playoffs. At the sixth seed, they have the Pelicans, 43.2. What? Okay. The Suns are the fifth seed, 43.5 wins. Okay. Warriors at four, 43.7 wins. The Nuggets at three, 46.4 wins. The Timberwolves at two, 47.7 wins. And then the Grizzlies at one with 48.4 wins. Yes. Are you pulling a bold take? Or like, is this like a. No, that's legitimate. Like, you hear. They legitimately have the Timberwolves up there. I thought that was only one smoking. The <laughs> the freak? Okay, the okay, Grizzlies understandable 48. The the Timberwolves are un, unproven. The Warriors can sneak up there, especially the guard play they have. The Nuggets, you can't they just won a championship. The Suns are the Suns. The lineup looks unmatched. But the Pelicans at six, not even going to the play-in. I mean, Zion. Have you seen the pictures of Zion recently? I have. He's looking good, looking mean, but healthy. Yeah. And th- just to have the Kings underneath them, followed by the Lakers. Well, I did say it was ESPN's predictions, not like somebody who knows ball. Not like me or, or you. But you don't really know ball that well. They need to hire me. Why you? 
Because that's that's terrible. That's that's catastrophic. I'm pulling out the purple words on the podcast. Yeah, because it's it's garbage. Well, I guess that's a bold prediction. It's no, it's it that prediction like that 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 is bold. That's so garbage. I didn't know you were gonna be this heated about this. It's NBA. You know, a big Timberwolves guy. I mean, I I, I like the Timberwolves. I used to play with them in the old 2K when they had Andrew Wiggins, Cat, and D'Lo. Well, they still have Cat, but now they got Anthony Edwards. You oh, don't no, think they're D-Lo. gonna be? It was it it was whenever they had KG. They just got KG back, so it was like. Carl, KG, and Wiggins, and whoever. I was a god, but no, I, I love I love the Timberwolves. I I, I like I, I don't hate them, but I don't see them being second in the West. And if they are, I'm, that means Anthony Edwards is had him. a good season. Is is him? He's him. And I think I I don't know about the two seed, but they could definitely be up there. Top seven. I can see the top seven, especially because they had some years around like with two two years Ant. And then plus multiple years to Carl. Yes, I can see them being Don't forget top about seven. Rudy Gobert. That's true. Can't forget about him. But I can see them being top seven. But second, that's far fetched to go to like to say to go before even the season starts. Hey, if, what if ESPN gets it right and the Timberwolves are the two seed? The, the kudos to ESPN. How how would you feel moving forward? Then I I'll be wrong. I'll admit that I'll be will wrong. Will you wear a shirt that says I don't know ball? I will wear a shirt that says I don't know ball. All right. If the Timberwolves finish the top three in the West, how about if I beat you in the ratings predictions? No. If the Timberwolves finish top three in the Western Conference at the end of the year, and I will solemnly remember this, if they finish top three in the Western Conference, or hell, even. What if, they, what if they finish without being a playing team? No, I I, I won't because I already said right, they would be top right. seven. So, well, seven seed is a playing team. Top three in the Western Conference. T- top four. Top three. Top four. Top three. No, because listen, top four means that they get the home court advantage. Top four also means they have the like the Nuggets, which you know that the uh, Grizzlies we talked about, mm-hmm. the uh, Lakers, mm-hmm. which they have ranked low. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks, mm-hmm. the Suns. Well, the Mavericks are are going to be a playing team. They're not going to be a playoff team. The Suns. They is could. Your team, is your team? I'm forgetting. They had. I they, mean, they, you you didn't say the Kings. Oh yeah, the Kings. If they if they finish, Warriors. Yep, the Warriors. If they finish top three in that Western Conference. I will literally buy and own a shirt, and I will wear it every freaking Wednesday. And I'll make sure it's a long sleeve because that's how I like my shirts. It's a long sleeve, baby. Because daddy gets what daddy wants. No, how? Okay. Cause we were, and I will work, literally, it will literally say, I don't, K N O space ball. Yeah. It's not, it's not even going to spell no right. Because that's a cool way to do it. No, but listen, we because we were talking about ways to like make this predictions battle thing cool. What if. I beat you throughout the whole season, so we're only at the start, and I'm up 4-0 right now. You could make a comeback. Do you have to like mention this all the time? But what if I beat you throughout the whole year? What about then? I mean, if it was like a next season thing, I would. Well, I mean, it's basically the beginning of this season. But we're already like four weeks in. 
only four week, well, or five weeks in until the NFL season, but only four weeks into our predictions. So we still have like thirteen weeks to go. I need to see this. It's gonna be a tough comeback, dude. That's that's the thing, dude. All you have to do is win four times within the next thirteen weeks, and I have to cover that spread, though. All right. Do you know ball or not? I know ball. If you know ball, you should be able to beat me, dude. Do you know ball? Yes, I know ball. Do you want to make that bet? No. All right, you don't know ball. <laughs> not confident in your in your ball knowing. You're skills. putting me on the spot, dude. I have no time to think about this shit. See, there's a, this is the only podcast where you can find somebody who knows about ball and somebody who only plays with balls. And you're the one who plays with balls, by the way. Okay. Well, is there anything else you want to add for the NBA before we move on to the NFL and then I beat you in a predictions battle again? Nope, that's it. Oh, yeah. So... Transitioning to the NFL, we have to start, of course, with the Week 5 recap. So, the Thursday night game last week, obviously, the Chicago Bears, Washington Commanders. Bears beat them 40-20. to Then, Jaguars in London, beating the Bills 25-20. to The Saints just pummel the Patriots 34-0. Colts beat the Titans 23-16, just like I said they would. The Steelers upset the Ravens 17-10. The Lions 42-24 over the Panthers. Yikes. The Falcons, after I pulled the old switcheroo on you, I told you, I was like, oh yeah, I picked the Texans. Psych, I picked the Falcons. They beat the Texans 21-19. You know why I did that? Because I know ball. Then the Dolphins 31 to 16 over the Giants, Bengals 34 to 20 over the Cardinals, the Eagles beat the Rams 23 to 14, the Broncos take the L to the Jets 31 to 21, Chiefs close one against the Vikings 27 to 20, 49ers Sunday night football 42 to 10 dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys and their hopes and dreams. And then of course Monday night football you talked about it earlier. You chose the Raiders to win, and they did 17 to 13 over the Packers. But it still was not enough for you to beat me in a predictions battle. What are your thoughts on week five? Next. All right, moving on to the players of the week for week five the AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Jamar Chase. Big game. Looks like the Bengals might be. Starting to move in the right direction. Is it going to st- be sustainable? What's going to happen? He's always fucking open. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> he said it just like that, too. Because <laughs> he's Jamar Chase. Defensive player of the week, Max Crosby from the Raiders. He had a sane game. Monster. Then the special teams player of the week for the AFC, Greg the Leg Zerline from the New York Jets. Okay. Helping them secure the victory. This past week. Then the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, DJ Moore. Obvious why. But what, 230 yards, three touchdowns. Monster, monster game. Uh, Defensive Player of the Week for the NFC was Fred Warner. Oh, I was about to say, it better have been Big Dick Fred, bro. Who? Big Dick Fred. 
Big what? Big Dick Fred Warner. When did you start calling him that? A long time ago, dude. Dude, he was flying around the field, bro. Did you see the highlights of the Look, game? There, I, I did see his one video uh, where he got a sack. Yep. And Describe he, it. he was in the middle, right? He's a middle linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. I know. I know. He's, explain it to Papa. He dodges but also bumps the two routes mm-hmm. as a linebacker. So then Dak Prescott tries to, you know, go out. Fred Warner runs with the route. And then when Dak Prescott stops, he starts going down. Dak Prescott goes for the, the throw. Warner gets his hands up there. So Dak pulls it back. And then Fred Warner sacks him. Played three positions at once. He just That was great, and, great play. In, in the game, uh, in the first or second corner, quarter, uh, he was running out on a route. Or there was a wide receiver. And, uh, not a tight end. And a wide receiver. who ran out on a, a deep post route. Or not deep post, deep corner out, and he uh, he had like a, like one or two steps on Fred, but Fred Warner being a linebacker, do you think that he should be relatively close to covering that? Probably not. He was one or two steps right behind that. Yeah. And like when the receiver touched the ball, Fred was right there to like make con- a little bit of contact. He didn't like he didn't pull and make the play. To, like the receiver could have easily made the pl- uh, made, like made the play and catch it, but also Dak overthrew it. <laughs> Well, that definitely helped out. And but yeah, Fred Warner I, was keeping up with them. And I might be mad about this next one about the uh, NFC Special Team Player of the Week. NFC Special Teams Player of the Week is Blake Groupie. I disagree. Who should it be? It should be uh, Mitch Wisnowski. Why is that? He is the. Um, this might be me being a little biased, mm-hmm. but this is the San Francisco 49ers, 49ers punter. He has. He's Australian. He had an insane, like he had insane two punts, and I'm, I specifically remember this one punt specifically. Uh, he had like fucking hang time, where our 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 uh, person from our team, uh, the gunner, had enough time to run all the way down the field, turn around, look up at the ball, and catch it within the five yard line. He has an insane hang time. It's and like and like he also had a punt that drew, drew him into the, uh, the the within like the ten yard line again in that game too. He's he's so impressive and like th- like this is my second time watching him like punt and like the, my first time was whenever they uh, did the Steelers. Uh, they played the Steelers this year, and I, the first time I watched him punt against the Steelers, I was like, he has insane hang time. Like it's the ball. The ball is like taking like at least five seconds before it comes down. And like I, when I saw that game against the Cowboys, and that guy caught it, that's impressive. That's impressive enough that you, you punt it high enough that your the person from your team, not even the fastest person on your team, went down there, turned around, and caught it. Like he was like he was a punt returner. Yeah. Well, he didn't win it, so. Unfortunately, he will win it though. He will. He might. Blake Groupie, though, special teams player for the NFC, uh, but of the week, player of the week, and so now. It's time to consult a professional. Already? Already time to consult a professional. There's a lot of lot of injuries that happen this week. But obviously we don't know anything about it. We don't have PhDs. Neither does this guy. But he's still a doctor somehow. Maybe he got a certification online. Maybe he paid, you know. New Prairie. 
maybe he paid you know like 20 bucks on the black market for a phd that's too much i'm cheap please welcome in sparkcast media's resident doctor dr spark yeah the best doctor in the planet let's go <laughs> we got 11 injuries coming in this week Ooh. 11 that's hefty because usually we would have like between five six now we got 11 yeah and this is like it's not all the injuries that happen just 11 that we have here to talk about today yes and these are just players that play or main factors on the team jj hamstring strain Big factor on me, have him on fantasy. He's going to be out for at least f- minimum four or five weeks. And that's just them playing it safe and stuff because they're wanting to hold back on his, his injury, I guess. Yep, they put him on IR, so he's out for at least four weeks. We have Anthony Richardson, sprain AC joint. Son of a bitch. And before I dive into any other players, like you being a Colts fan, this is his third time, right? Third time getting hurt in the game. Yeah. What is your takes on like Anthony Richardson so far? Like, and it's like his like you know he's proven dominant, but he's starting to get like to that point. It's like, oh, stop getting hurt. What's your takes on that? Look, he has all the talent in the world. He does. He can throw the ball. He's been very accurate. Even in the game against the Titans, he was very accurate. And um. You know, but he also is a very, like, dangerous runner. He can he can definitely run, and with all rushing quarterbacks, I feel there's there comes a time in their career where they where they get injured and get hurt and banged up, and they kind of you know start to learn, but they they slide, take a slide or get out of bounds and stuff like that. Can I add something? What? And like being being how big he is and stuff like that. Um, even when he doesn't like run, and he like like he, you, you say earlier, like you guys were like the, like least like taking sacks. Say if there's an instance, you know, like there's like a broken play, and like he takes a sack and stuff like that, you know, like being a defender and how big he is and stuff like that. Defenders are not going to take it easy on him like how any other quarterback, like like a Russell Wilson or a Zach Wilson or you know or like um, Bryce Young. They're not going to be like they're not like they're they're going to like be more. Like act like he's a running back, like a Derrick Henry, or like or like you know a tough like because he's a tough player. He is. Mm, he's better than Derrick Henry in every single way. Um, but yeah, to your point, like, he is a big guy. And the thing with he's been compared to Cam Newton, and with Cam Newton, when he was running, he would kind of dish out punishment. Yes, you know he would hit the defender. Yeah, Anthony Richardson so far in his NFL career has not really done that. He's been more of the one taking punishment. Yeah. So I need. I well, think he needs to do a little bit more of dishing out punishment. You know. You know, trucking over it, a guy, putting his shoulder down into him. Was it Cam Newton like twenty two when he came in the league, or <clears throat> Anthony Richardson twenty? So like, I like right now, I don't expect that from him because like being young in that in, in this league, like you, you your mind says like, oh, I I can evade him more. Being his size, you're right. He needs to be more engaging to it. And stuff like that, and I feel like he's he's gonna have that mindset a year or two from now when he gets a little bit older. Well, I think he's gonna have it in his sooner. body. In I his, think he's gonna have it sooner because this is the third time in five games that he's been able, like it, he had to leave it, for a little bit. You just like also think about it too. Like he's he's he hasn't even reached his full NFL body because in NFL your body transfer like transfers massive. So like within the next like next two or three years, 
you're going to see Anthony Richardson get bigger and like, you know, it's, it's going to, it's, it's going to be like, he's, he's going to, I, I can see him like, like you said, like he's going to be more engaging to that stuff and it's going to be more exciting to watch. Yeah. Like I think he's going to transition more in a way of a Josh Allen mm-hmm. where Josh Allen now he's primarily throwing the ball. Yep. And even though he makes the, the mistakes with the interceptions and everything, uh, Josh Allen can still throw the ball, but he also can run. And we've seen it like we've seen him hurdle over a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Anthony Richardson is going to probably take more of that approach, but he just needs to dish out punishment if he is running and, you know, not just take the hit, you know, try to counteract it a little bit. Yeah. And then also slide down, I think, another thing, get yeah. out of bounds, you know, don't take unnecessary hits, stuff like that. I think he'll he'll learn it. He's only young. So people are acting like he's oh, yeah. injury prone through five games. Like, yeah, he's left he's, three of the games, but it's it's just – He's a twenty-year-old in a grown-ass man league, especially going against defenses like you're not like you have your Jalen Carter and your like Christian Gonzalez at the time or whatever, like those young defenders. But they're like he's like they're going against like people that are tw- like twenty-six years old, you know, been in the league for years and dabbled in with people that have been here been in the league for a year or two. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a dog league. It's it's like def- like that's why I say it's harder. It's hard, really hard for a quarterback because you're going against people that are like mixed age, mainly twenty six plus, make dabbled in with young players, key players. Yeah, I I definitely think he'll he'll be fine. You know, people acting like he's injury prone through five games. He's been banged up three times. I understand like the concerns, but. It's only five games. Like this is not his whole career. Now, if he's sustaining if he's sustaining these inju- injuries while he was twenty five, twenty six, now you should be worried. Yeah, he's young, and none of these injuries have been super serious either. Yeah, like this concussion one, concussion protocol. You have this AC joint. Yeah, he's then, a, he has an AC joint. He's on an IR now, but it's not like serious. It's not surgery. No. So yeah, it's just an AC joint. It's sprained. Uh, we're gonna get to the next one. Matt Milano, broken leg and knee surgery. Yeah. Nasty you, injury. You wanted to uh, say something about, uh, like, about the London games and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's uh, a lot of Bills players uh, that I saw. I don't know if any Jaguars players said anything, but they said that the turf over there was like playing on concrete, mm. and there's a lot of injuries to Bills defenders uh, during that game. So definitely something to look for as you continue to you know have games in London. Maybe we get a different kind of turf in there. Maybe grass. grass. But, yeah, something has to happen with that if that is true. And I, I don't have any reason to not believe it, especially with all these injuries that happened. Yes, it's, yeah. You have Emmanuel Mosley, torn ACL, Lions. He wasn't in the London game, but that's the next one I have oh, up. That's that's the one I wanted to say. Like He tore his left ACL last year. Comes back his first game back tears his right ACL. It's terrible. It just sucks, dude. I mean, you can't catch a break. It's kind of like the J.K. Dobbins thing too. Like, yeah, uh, like ACL last year, Achilles this year. Mm-hmm. Just hate to see it. And uh, like it's not a length of like you know, but like Brees Hall, like he had an outstanding first game and then gets hurt mm-hmm. last year in his rookie year, his first year in the NFL season, and. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna get to this next player, but I just want to say this about Brees Hall. I noticed, like, like, do you notice like he got like a little slower, or is it just me, or is, is he always been like that? Like, 
I haven't noticed he's gotten slower. I just he has he took a little bit to kind of pop off, but he just had a really good game. So yeah, like I, whenever I see his runs, I just feel like the defenders catch up to him. Well, how much is that? How much of that is him, and how much of it is the offensive line? That's true. I don't know. Um, do we have Juju from the Patriots now? Head injury. Yeah, Juju's been banged up this whole year. Yes, he has. And it sucks because last year he was, like, not counting Travis Kelsey in this, but last year he was the best wide receiver on the on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And so he definitely has value in the in the NFL. Uh, next person I have is Zay Jones, knee injury. He is also in that London game, so maybe there's something to it. And then I've seen this one live because I was watching the 49ers game, Leighton Vanderush, neck neck injury. Coming from a person that has previous neck injuries, uh, I don't know if you've seen Leighton Vanderush Van uh, neck injuries prior or know that he had uh, neck injuries prior. Have you? Did you know that? I did not know that's that. That's why. That's why he wears that neck pad, that hmm. big ass like '60s neck pad. Well, it's more modern though, because like the old '60s one used to just be like a little neck roll. Yeah. His is like yeah. up. Well, like that's why that's why he wears that. Uh, he had, like whenever he was coming in the league, he had neck uh, neck you know. Uh, injuries and stuff like that and he suffered one uh, on Sunday night and it honestly it, not saying it looked serious serious but it, it didn't look too good I his neck jerked back it like his, his top of the crown of his uh, helmet like hit like a player and like thigh or whatever his stomach and then his neck kind of jerked back in an awkward motion <sighs> it, uh, and being like he had pr- uh, previous neck injuries and surgeries and stuff like that it's not good he's probably gonna be out for a couple weeks yeah. Um, next person I have on my list is James Conner from the Arizona Cardinals, right? Yep. Yep. Still on the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, knee injury. That sucks, man. Um, he, he, I know he was dealing with a lot of injuries, and people were saying he's he was washed because of how many injuries he dealt with mm-hmm. in, in his legs, and now another injury to his legs after he's having a pretty decent year so far. Yes, and it's like you know everyone's making fun of the Cardinals, you know they're. They're doing all right forever. They're, they've been in almost all their games. Yes. And they beat the Cowboys. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's funny. The first one of the game, or first one of the season against the Cowboys. F them boys. I can't say that. I might get fine 11K from the NFL with George Kittle. You see that? Yeah. Well, I didn't see how much he got fined, but I saw him wearing like the, it was the like, shirt. I don't know if it was 11K. It was like 10K. He got 10K fined for that uh, fuck you Dallas shirt. Um, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Next person I have on my uh, injury list is uh, Daniel Jones, quarterback from the New York Giants. Neck, another neck injury. <laughs> so we get to see uh, his backup. I don't know who that is. But, Tyrod Taylor, right? Oh, Tyrod Taylor. We get to see Tyrod Taylor make an appearance this season. See if, if he can change up the Giants' offense. I mean, if he comes in and he's they start playing well again, why not? You gotta look at the Daniel Jones contract he just gave him. Uh, they're stuck with him for another year. Then they have a potential out next year. So there's that. Um, Tank Dell concussion protocol. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, he was having a really good year, like rookie year, and uh, I have him on fantasy as well. Uh, yeah. I do have like a, a pretty decent amount of good wide receivers, so not really that as much of a problem for me. But just like seeing him in the in the Texans lose him. For you know, however many weeks this is gonna take, it just sucks because he's been he had a great connection with CJ Stroud. Minimum one. I'm with a concussion, but you you never. Uh, but you sometimes see a two week. 
depending. You, you could see more depending on how serious a concussion is. Yeah, but usually, like I don't know, concussions like two, one or two weeks, depending on severity. Because it's yes. your head. It's your head at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, your brain. That's yeah. your, yes. So. Um, and then last but not least on my list is uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Yep. Torn Achilles. Out for the season. Jets lose another uh, starter on offense. And their offensive line was just starting to play really good. And then they lose arguably their best offensive lineman in uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. So that sucks because they were just starting to look good. And Zach Wilson was starting to play a little bit better and maybe the Jets could have went on a little bit of a run at the end with their defense and everything and you lose Elijah Vera Tucker it sucks so that's our Dr. Spark segment of this week that's kind of a sad segment it's a lot of injuries dude it's I I damn 11 and that's just based like that's just the ones that we have down. <laughs> yes. Like that sucks, dude. Um, I mean, like, is there, uh, like, what, what, what other things that we, uh, are we gonna cover? We need to cover here, because I have some more stuff to cover. Well, I only have two more things, so I'll let you take the reins for a little bit. Okay. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about a little bit of the Cowboys game on Sunday night. Um, the Cowboys for Niners uh, rivalry sparking back up. Do you think the rivalry is sparking back up, or do you think it's just all, you know, whatever? Well, to have a rivalry, both sides have to win. Yes. So, I think part of the historical thing goes into it, and, like, they're obviously two good teams, goes into it having a rivalry, but... If the Niners beat them last year in the playoffs, beat them the year before in the playoffs, beat them this year in the regular season, maybe they beat them again in the playoffs. Like, it's not really much of a rivalry, to be honest with you. And like Micah and uh, Micah Parsons and Debo were going back and forth on social media. Were you seeing that? I did not see what was happening, but I did see that they were going back and forth. Yeah, um, Micah was saying that. If we see you guys later in the season, it's going to be a different story. Like later in, like in the playoffs, and then Debo responding back, "You don't want to see us in the playoffs if you guys make the playoffs." Yeah, I mean he's he's right. I mean Michael Parsons is confident in his team and his ability, but I mean we just saw the Niners stomp him. Mm-hmm. They're not getting Trayvon Diggs back. They oh. might not have Leighton Vanderesh. Like. What are they gonna like? They did, their offense, the Cowboys' offense, has done nothing all year. Nope, and they only done something against bad defenses. Yeah, and CD and Lamb the, is not getting involved. And he, uh, somebody was asked. I think it was like the coach or something was asked. It might have even been Jerry Jones was asked about getting CD Lamb more involved. He's in a contract year. He's obviously a very talented wide receiver. And they're like, no. Oh. We don't need to get him involved. We're going to spread it out evenly to everybody. Like, you literally just look at this past week with the Bears and the Bengals. Get your number one receiver involved, and you win. Yeah. So, I don't know how far the Cowboys are going to make uh, into the playoffs, if at all. So, we'll just have to wait and see. And, um, I, 
like if they make the playoffs, they're gonna they're not gonna be one of those strong teams that I mean they're gonna be a strong team, but they're not gonna be one of those strong teams that are gonna be a higher seed. They're gonna be like a lower seed team. And so I mean, like, if they lose the division to the Eagles, they're automatically their best they can be is the five seed. Yeah. Which most likely they're most likely gonna be a five six seed. They could, I mean they could end up winning the division, but. Eagles so far are undefeated and they just find a way to win. Like I said, I don't think they're very impressive, but if they just keep finding ways to win and not that's losing and not losing divisional games, then it's all you need. Yeah. Um my next one I wanted to touch upon, we talked about the Patriots last week, is uh the Patriots offense with Mac Jones will uh will he finish the season as a starter if this keeps on going on? I mean who else are they gonna get? There, there's at one point being Bill Belichick. It's like this guy is stinking, uh, stinking it up the whole season. They gonna put Bailey Zappi in there. I, I, you gotta try something. There's been, there's been, there's been multiple times that a quarterback like has like you know done nothing like at, like throughout the season, or whatever. And they're like, okay, we're just gonna sit him out because we don't want him getting seriously hurt or whatever. We already have a lost season. You know, and the and the backup comes in and it d- does better. Now, not what are they going to get from not, free agency though? Carson Wentz. That's oh, they gonna sorry, bring my Cam, bad. They're going to bring Cam Newton back in. Like, uh, that's the thing. Like, it's like, well, well like I, I, I don't see much of the, them doing, and I don't see Mac Jones being. I'll tell his, you what. I know ball. Yes, sir. If the Patriots are serious about still trying to make a run at the playoffs, there's a team out there that has a quarterback in the final year of his contract who is better than Mac Jones, obviously. And this team is kind of a wash season for them. They just lost their best weapon on offense for at least four weeks. The record's one and four. Patriots could go out and trade for Kirk Cousins. I was seeing some Kirk Cousins trade rumors and around here. And guess what? I just want to say this. I know ball. I said it last week or the week before. I don't remember which one, but I know I said Kirk Cousins to the Patriots or Kirk Cousins to the Jets. So I do know ball. I I, I, like, I would like to see Kirk Cousins on the uh, Jets. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will let that happen. Well, he's on his final year. I don't think he would let it happen anyway. He he likes Zach Wilson. He wants to see Zach Wilson play, and plus, he doesn't. He wants them to need him. So if they bring Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins gets them to the playoffs and like potentially wins a Super Bowl, which I don't think Kirk Cousins would win a Super Bowl. But if he did, then Aaron Rodgers wouldn't really be needed by the Jets. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Patriots make the most sense. Bill Belichick, you know. I don't know if it's him losing his touch as a coach or if it's just Mac Jones sucks or the offense sucks. I just don't I don't think Bill Belichick's going to be in the NFL for more than another year after this. Mm. I I agree. I give him two, Max 2 years. Because listen and this does not work. He's the head coach and the general manager. It does not work. No. The only other person that I know of that did it was Bill O'Brien. With the Houston Texans, did not work at all. No, um, he traded DeAndre Hopkins at his prime for a bag of chips, bro. Like, 
And now he's back as the offensive coordinator with the Patriots. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about that topic? No. I mean, I was, like, on the Kirk Cousins thing, I don't see any other fits for Kirk Cousins, really, this year. Mm-hmm. Unless the Atlanta Falcons wanted to. Because they do have a really good team. If they think Kirk Cousins is the guy who can get them over the edge and they trade Desmond Ritter to the Vikings, I could see that happening. I mean, is there any other teams that you can think of? That are dire needed a quarterback that would be willing to be traded? That, like make, that. that makes sense because they're going to like try to either make a run at the playoffs or... You know, they're just like that one quarterback away. Because, like, the Falcons have a good record, and they're a quarterback away. Because Desmond Ritter's not it. The Steelers, the, maybe. Yeah, the Falcons, Steelers. Um, but I don't know if the Steelers are, because Kenny Pickett hasn't played terrible. It's just their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, sucks. Um, Titans. No, they wouldn't. They already got Ryan Tannehill. So, if, they're, if they need to switch quarterbacks, they'd just go with probably Will Levis. Or Malik Willis. Um, if he's even still there, I don't even know. I mean, like, like, I, they wouldn't do that to the Raiders or to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo because he he just got a massive contract. We talked about that earlier. Hashtag overpay. Um, there's really no other team. I mean, you said Jets. Uh, you said Falcons. There's really no other team. I mean, the Giants wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, so I mean, I couldn't. I can't really think of any other team. Yeah, and the Vikings should play this, you know, as old school baseball kind of. Not even old school, but like baseball kind of thing. Where at the trade deadline, they just sell everybody, sell everybody who's old. An aging or in a final year of their contract that you don't want to keep, get rid of all of them, get a bunch of draft capital, go into the draft, boom, boom, boom. You're all you're good. You're all good. Because you have Justin Jefferson and you don't want to waste him. Because he is a generational talent. Yeah, I was looking and there's really no other team. Um the next thing I have and I didn't even type out what I wanted to say because I didn't really need to because I'm just going to let this come from the heart. Uh-oh. Because there's no love. No love? Yeah, there's no love or Prescott on primetime games. Now, I'm going to tell you these, these two quarterback stats on primetime games on Sunday night Okay. and Monday night. Okay. And Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I was about to, but I was like, I cut him a break because he won, and he he uh, he didn't throw three picks. <laughs> so Dak on Sunday night he threw fourteen for twenty four, with hundred and fifty three yards passing, with one touchdown, because the defense got busted and busted coverage, and three picks with a QBR of forty six point two with an RTG of fifty one point six. Okay. Okay. And an RTG is like basically like a QB like QBR rating total. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, okay, so average would be hundred. Love, 
worse with 16 for 30 passing, with 182 yards passing, with zero touchdowns, and three picks, with a QBR of 13.2, and an RTG of 32.2, and my fantasy starting quarterback of this week. I told you you had no chance. And I, I, like I said, I had Aaron Jones in my starting lineup, but then, you know, he was out. So I went and got me A.J. Dillon. He did pretty good for me. He did. He did. I didn't even need him, though. I could have left Aaron Jones and got zero, and I still would have won. Yeah, because fucking Jordan Love stunk it up. Well, Josh Jacobs didn't do much better for you. He he, he, he did 18, didn't he? I don't know. I didn't check. I wasn't worried about losing. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either have seen Jordan Love throwing three picks. Hey, Jordan Love's young. This is his first starting year. Dak Prescott has no excuses. No excuses at all. Dak Prescott needs to be out of Dallas. Josh Josh Jacobs had 19.9, so basically 20 points. Hey, hear me out. Kirk Cousins of Dallas. Fuck they, it. They, they will not ship out Dak. You they know they need won't. to. They, yeah, they need to, but if they won't. If they want to win, they need to get rid of Dak Prescott. That's just being honest. No, it, you're right, but they won't. Well, you know they won't. Probably not because Jerry Jones likes him for some reason. But that's that's all I I have for mine was the the, uh, the uh, primetime quarterbacks. And then the Patriots offense and what's what's going on with the rivalries. All right. Well, it's about that time then. It's about the time for the segment that I shine the most. I've shined four times in a row. And you have not. This week, we counted it up. We have 15 games. 15 games, right? Yeah. 15 games for predictions. All right, let's go ahead and start off here. Thursday night, Broncos, Chiefs. Wash. Yeah, I got Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, Then in London, Ravens versus Titans. Who do you got? I got the Ravens. I also have the Ravens to win. I I typed in the Titans at first, and then I was like, what am I thinking? Because each time I go with the Titans... They lost. And watch them win. Well, I will never pick the Titans, probably, because I hate them. But moving on, Panthers and Dolphins. I got the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins winning, too. Well, we're thinking alike here. Maybe this is good. Maybe you're just trying to make this a wash week. Up next, Texans and Saints. I have the Texans winning this one. There we go. I have the Saints beating them. There we go. I, I kind of figured there's going to be a difference in this one. Commanders, Falcons. I have the Falcons winning. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Falcons, baby. Colts, Jaguars. Obviously, I'm picking the Colts to win. Minshew Mania running wild in Jacksonville. And we have two different because I got the Jags winning at home. I got the Jags winning at home. That's why I'll be 5-0 next week. All right, Seahawks, Bengals. I got the Bengals. Yeah, I got the Seahawks because Geno Smith is that guy. That's three, baby. Vikings, Bears. I got the Bears. I got the Bears as well. They've been hot the past couple weeks. Yep. 
and uh, the Vikings suck. 49ers against the Browns. I got the 49ers. I also have the 49ers winning the Browns. Patriots, Raiders. The, let you go. No, you go. Okay, I got the Raiders. Uh, I got the Patriots beating the Raiders this week. I don't think they're going to lose again, dude. I don't know what it is in me. I don't like the Patriots. I'm a Colts fan. But I just something inside of me tell me Patriots are going to beat the Raiders. Lions, Buccaneers. I got the Lions winning this one. Same as here. The Lions are looking hot. Cardinals, Rams. I got the Rams. Same here. Um, talked about it earlier. You have Puka still being there. And then in addition of Cooper Cup, the offense looks really good. Puka. Puka Nakua. You hate him. I don't want to get into it right now. He seems like a very nice person. He is. Uh, Eagles and Jets. I got the Eagles winning. I got the Jets beating the Eagles. Jeez. I got the Eagles taking their first L of the year. Jets over Eagles. Wow. Yeah, I'm getting a little risky with it. I like it. Getting a little risky. Got Patriots and Jets both winning. It must be 2007 or something, dude. Giants, Bills. I got the Bills. I also have the Bills winning. I'll let you do the last one first. All right. Cowboys, Chargers, Monday Night Football. I have the Dallas Cowboys beating the Chargers. And I got the Chargers beating the Cowboys in Dex. Thinking of another primetime game. Well... I don't think the Cowboys are going to lose to the Chargers because the Chargers' defense is not good. And the Cowboys' defense is good. And the Chargers, although they have had a lot of close games, see, this is where it gets, like, you know, murky. Because Justin Herbert and the Chargers are going to score. Now I think the Cowboys will do score more and their defense will play well enough for them to win. But it's going to be a close game. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say it's going to be a wash, but... I feel like Dak's going to be stinking it up. Well, all I'm saying is last week when I, I went with some surprising picks, well, it was surprising for you, uh, and I still ended up winning. So I'm pretty confident with picking the Patriots and Jets this week. After the Eagles lose, you're going to be shitting your pants. Probably. Because you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Probably. You're probably gonna I, like you're probably gonna text me the day be like, what the what the fuck what the fuck what how did you know that? <laughs> I don't know about that, but all right, let's move on to the final segment. Returning winners and losers of week five. We got of course the major L, then the L, then the W, then at the top the massive W. Um, I'll let you start off with the major L. The major L I have is Cowboys and Dak and company. You have, uh, well, like I said earlier, with Dak's stats, playing absolutely awful. Um, the only touchdown they had was a broken coverage in the defense with Turbin grabbing, uh, grabbing that long touchdown. That was their only best play on offense was that play. Um, defense, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything to stop Brock Purdy in the offense. George Kittle, three touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey extends his streak. It's from touchdowns a game, I think, to 14, right? I have no idea. I think it's 14. Um, he extends his streak to touchdowns since he's joined the 49ers, too. Because he's joined, like, since the first game he's joined the 49ers, he's, been, he's scored a touchdown. So, 
Um, he extends that streak. And they couldn't do anything to stop the offense. And, you know, I, like, I, I'm not going to get deep, deep into this, but the more Brock Purdy plays throughout the season, it makes me happy. And I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, this is not me being shit talking. This is me being humble. I feel like you're going to start to grow to like him. I still have the same opinion on him. You can have that opinion, but I, he's. He, I still have the same opinion until I see him do something. He did that something. Proves so, me he, wrong. he did something Sunday night. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. What did he do? Do you do you not see his uh, his QBR rating and stuff? Okay, brother. Okay. Who was he throwing to? He's he's throwing he, Debo I, and Ayuk and Kittle but and McCaffrey. But, but he's making the most out of it. Who's the defense? He's making the most out Listen, of it. Any other quarterback in the NFL except for like Mac Jones could do the same thing, if not better. No, no, no. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't. Okay, I said most quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. His, his, his RTG was one forty four point four. Okay. He had four touchdowns, zero picks. He had, he's yet to throw a pick this season. Okay. See, this Stroud hasn't thrown a pick this year either. He's a rookie on a worse team. Okay, exactly. You have nothing else to say to it. Okay, like, you're proving my point. CJ Stroud's playing really good this season. Yeah, CJ Stroud's playing good on a bad team. Brock Purdy's playing good on a very, very, very good team. And considering he was the last pick of the draft last year, okay. He's who cares if he was the last pick of the draft. He just doesn't. Have you seen? Have you even seen him play when he was at Iowa State? No. Go watch him play Iowa State and tell me he's the best quarterback, top two quarterback in the NFL. He developed to be the best quarterback. No, he didn't. He yes. he got on the right team and he had the best team. What is your major L? My major L is the Dallas Cowboys being the Dallas Cowboys. It's supposed to be a, a close game, a tough, hard fought game with implications in the NFC playoff picture, and just turn into a stomping. So, what is? Your L. My L of the week is Jordan Love. Talked about it earlier with his stats and everything. Love hurts. Not like Jalen, like I not like I say I love Jalen Hurts, but like Love hurts my fantasy team. That's why I'm probably gonna name my L fantasy team Love hurts my fantasy team. Well, you also have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, so I know. Yeah, and you and you were you were shitting on me for being the first person to take a quarterback. Sadly, I was. And that's what happens. What is your L of the week? My L is Taylor Gate. Now, there's a conspiracy going on that the NFL and the referees are all rigging the Chiefs games so that the Chiefs can win. And the NFL official Instagram says the Chiefs are 3-0. and since becoming Swifties and they're trying to get Taylor Swift to play the Super Bowl halftime show allegedly alright that's alleged we don't know for sure and I was like no alright the Jets game there was a few bad calls I would say but they were close calls it's whatever then this game against the Vikings happens and I can't even 
begin to explain why the reasoning would be if it's not Taylor Gate. So the end of the game, pass interference on the defense. Like how it ended against the Jets? On luxurious need, though. The Chiefs defense. Mm-hmm. Pass interference on defense. They throw the flags. Legereus Need takes off his helmet, which automatic penalty. Yes. Takes off his helmet. The refs go up to him, tell him, you can't take off your helmet. He puts it back on. They pick up the flags. Nothing's called. Tell me. Tell me why. Is it because the the refs suck? Or is it because Taylor Gate? You let me know. They definitely, they definitely favor the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it's, you know, actually a conspiracy that they're trying to, you know, make the Chiefs be undefeated since becoming Swifties or what's going on, but something's going up, and that's got to be my L because I saw that and lost my mind almost. I mean, I could see it. I mean, they're making a lot of money and revenue off this, like off the uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. So it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't put it past me if they did that. And I'll say this too: they've been trying to tap into that young female market for the NFL. They've been trying to do like different ways, and they finally did it just by mentioning Taylor Swift. They're up. I don't remember exactly the percentage, but it's like a huge percentage up in that demographic for people watching the NFL games. So. There's definitely money in it. So if there is a little Taylor gate going on, that's got to be an L. And if, if something else happens next week, I'll spoil it right now. Major L, undeniably. <laughs> My W for this week, Jags in London. Jags in London, baby. Screwed me over predictions, but you know what? Jags 2-0 in London on concrete. They got they got the job done, and I mean, thinking about it, I should have went to Jags in London because you know they're already there, no jet lag or anything. So, and honestly, thinking about it, I kind of want to change my predictions, but sorry, too late. Because which, which one do you want to change? We'll do it live right here. I'll, I'll see if I I'll throw the flag on it or not. The Colts and Jags. You want to pick the Colts? Yes. I'll allow it. I'll always allow that. I'm changing. This is a live change. I'm changing the Jags to the Colts. Yep. And if we have any other changes, we will put it somewhere out on social media to tell you that we did. Because I, I, I was joking with them because I was like, oh, I'm going to choose the 49ers to beat or the 49ers to lose to the Cowboys. Because I was talking shit to him because of Brock, Brock Purdy. Yeah. He always tries to defend Brock Purdy. Obviously, I'm, I know ball, so I always have the reasons to why he's not that good. But, yeah, I was joking. Luckily... I did not put it anywhere. I, told him, post it. I was like, I was like, if you're bold about it, post it. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. It was just a funny little haha moment. My W of the week is the Bengals. Bengals getting back to the Bengal form. But against the cards. Well, you gotta start somewhere. You do. Bengals looking good, but they're not my massive W because my massive W is the Chicago Bears. DJ Moore and Justin Fields, more specifically, great games by the two of those uh, players. And, of course, it was on the same day that we lost 
a legend in football, Dick Buckus, and the Bears go out there and have a tremendous performance. That's got to be my massive W this week. It only took a legend for them to uh, perform. All right, let's not start this, all right? Let's not start this. My massive W, and specifically from the Bears, is DJ Moore. Eight receptions, 230 yards with three touchdowns, and his longest being 58 yards. And he averaged 28.3. Oh, sorry, 28.8 yards to catch. Yeah, massive game. Massive game and worthy enough for massive the, W. Massive W and also NFC Player of the Week. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, I had the whole Bears team there because they finally got to win. I mean, they were on the, the losing streak. They lost like fourteen games in a row mm-hmm. going back to last year. But Fields and more in parentheses because they played tremendously. I mean, like, it, and like, if if I'm going to consider like a runner up for uh, massive W since I got DJ Moore, uh, Jamar Chase too. I'm not going to be like, oh, that's my two, but runner up, it'd be a runner up. I mean, like close runner up. He had 15 receptions. Yep. He had less yards, 192 yards, with also three touchdowns, and as long as being a little bit longer than DJ Moore, 63 yards, and he averaged 12.8. Which DJ Moore averaged twenty? I said right. Yeah, you said. I think you said twenty-eight point eight. Yes, twenty. Yeah, twenty-eight point eight. That's insane. Yeah, both had very great games, but yeah, DJ Moore just slightly better. Mm-hmm. Just less receptions, more yards, more averaging, and same touchdowns. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week, I believe. Good. I got a booger in my left nostril. All right. With that being said, make sure you do follow us on all the social medias at Sparkcast Media for all of them, except for one of them is at Sparkcast M, but I don't know which one off the top of my head right now, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure it's Instagram, Sparkcast M instead of Sparkcast Media. But yeah, follow us wherever you go. Just search it up. Listen to us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And uh, Brian... Send us home. Hasta la vista, baby. What the hell was that? <laughs> Do you want to send us home the right way? Thanks for always listening to us. Local. No, 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 no. Say something to the people who are going to remember. Two in the pink, one in the stink. See ya. Really?